0: Hey guys, before we get to the show, we just wanted to give you some big news. Big, big news. First off, cultofsplat.com is now live. That's going to be your central hub where you can find all the places to subscribe to the show, as well as, of course, all the latest episodes and where to follow us on social media. Anything cult of splat related, it's going to be right there. It's a great looking website and you should go to it. And not only that, but you can also get information on events such as our first ever virtual live show, May 26th at 4 o'clock Pacific. We're going to be talking about fear and loathing in Las Vegas. And where are we going to be doing this live event at? We're going to be doing it from Las Vegas. Las Vegas, baby. So make sure to head over to CultOfSplat.com or Facebook.com slash CultOfSplat because this event is free live on Facebook. You can still send us money if you want, though. We will always accept money. That's another thing about the new website. There is a donate link. Yay. So make sure to head over to CultOfSplat.com and enjoy the show. there in tv land welcome back to another episode of cult of splat my name is taylor bartle please welcome my co-host kevin Nesgoda. hey taylor what is up oh uh you know uh pulling back the curtain a little bit this is take three on this podcast uh as we've said before we record this uh remotely so sometimes it's not all uh sunshine and rainbows yeah you know the curse and benefits of
1: modern technology that we can do this from 1200 miles apart. But at the same time, technology is like, nah, I'm not going to work for you. I think it's those lazy sons of bitch shiners, you know, not updating the internet in Seattle or Los Angeles. Lazy Lazy sons sons of bitches.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We were having issues with like really bad delay before and freezing, but as of right now, this seems to be working. I don't want to curse anything. I knock on wood, but just did. It
1: wasn't my head.
0: I hope you don't have a wood head.
1: Oh, not yet, at least.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... Neither do I. <laughs> All right, so today uh, we are heading to the very small town of Mount Rose, Minnesota, to talk about the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous from 1999. Ooh, uh, this Rose. was picked by Kevin.
1: I love this movie. It, it, it takes me back to a place that I don't want to be. <laughs> small town where i grew up but it's you know there's it makes me laugh and it, i think it hits a little bit easier if you are from a small town because if you're from a big city and you're watching this you're like why is that funny but if you're from a small town you're just like oh i remember the johnsons those sons of bitch rich people <laughs> who got everything that they wanted i used a fake name not anybody from aberdeen um but yeah
0: Yeah, a little history lesson. Kevin and I are both from small towns in rural Washington state. Uh, My town is most famous for having a guy who died fucking a horse.
1: And mine's most famous for Nirvana and Brian Danielson.
0: See, that's cool. You get cool celebrities. I get fucking Kale Kane, the NASCAR driver. Who cares about NASCAR? Kale?
1: His name's Kale? Like the, the lettuce? or vegetable or whatever the fuck. it is. Oh, no, wait,
0: sorry. That was his brother. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I should probably take that out. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll leave it. Cut that cut. Uh, Casey Kane. Casey Kane Kane is the the NASCAR driver. Is he a douche? Uh, I never met him.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, So drop dead. Gorgeous. Like I said, from 1999 Uh, written by Lona Williams, who, as far as I can tell, did not write anything before and has not written anything since. One hit wonder directed by Michael Patrick Jan, who as far as I can tell has maybe not only, but mostly directed TV shows. You got to start somewhere. That's true. I mean, you know, Spike Jones started out directing uh, music videos and McG McG dir- directed music videos. McG is
1: does. I think McGee found his, uh, his sweet spot with the babysitter series.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You think so? I think so. <laughs> it's my favorite McGee movie. Uh, but then again, Samuel Bayer started out directing music videos, and then he directed the re- remake of *A Nightmare on Elm Street*. I thought we weren't going to talk about that ever again. I I will never let him live it down. That lazy son of a bitch. <laughs> he hasn't directed anything since, so screw him.
1: Yeah, he deserves to be homeless and penniless.
0: <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Uh if if you're looking for a movie we're not gonna talk about on this podcast, there's one
1: yeah, none of a, neither of us liked it and never will like it, and I don't care if there's a guest who wants to do it. We are not doing that
0: one. <laughs> I mean, if a guest wants to do it, I'll sit here and I'll rag on it, and I'll tell the guest how wrong he is, but I will just sit here stewing <laughs> the entire time,
1: and yeah I, I'll be less I'll probably be less nice than you. You'll be like, I really enjoyed the new Freddy Krueger. I'm like, "Oh, go fuck yourself, you have <laughs> you're a
0: fucking idiot, yeah. And this is why you will never amount to anything in life.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but back to Drop Dead Gorgeous. Critics score is forty six percent. Of course, sixty percent is the threshold to be rotten. So well below that, but not as bad as some other movies. Yeah, you know we've done some movies that were single digits. This one, you know, it, it, I can see it being fifty fifty. Yeah. Um, audience score is 75%. So as usual, a little more well-liked by the audience. Which, you know, tends to be our sweet spot. Critics hate it. We love it. Exactly. Uh, critics consensus says it's dark humor sometimes hits, but mostly misses the target. That's it. That's all it says.
1: Okay, thanks. I'm glad they yeah. spent the four seconds writing that. Right? So basically the critics consensus is yeah, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Yeah, I kind of get that. <laughs> I mean, there's parts where it drags a little bit you know
0: or some jokes go over your head but
1: you know there's other times where it's like yeah that that nails
0: yeah um i will say if if you're easily offended <laughs> this movie uh may not be for you it is about a small town where people are not the most pc
1: uh no there is very few things in this movie that are pc really but you know 1999 small town shit 2022 in small towns you know,
0: there's not a whole lot this PC. Yeah. Uh, IMDB quick consensus or quick uh, what, the, what the fuck? Synopsis uh, says a small town beauty pageant turns deadly as it becomes clear that someone will go to any lengths to win. Dun, dun, dun. And the darkness begins. All right. So let's head to Mount Rose, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, you betcha. Oh, yeah. It's uh, so like I said, this came out in 1999, but it takes place in 1995, yep. which is the the 50th anniversary of the nation's oldest beauty contest, the Sarah Rose Cosmetics American Teen Princess Pageant. And I love that as like th- we get these words on screen telling us all this, and it says the Sarah Rose Cosmetics registered copyright and trademark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're told that a documentary crew was sent to a small town in Minnesota, which we find out is, is Mount Rose. Is it cops? Is it cops? <laughs> Are we on cops again? <laughs> Sorry, jumping ahead. Uh, we open up with a, a prom- promotional video for the American Teen Princess Pageant. Now, was this Ving Rames doing the voiceover? It seemed like Ving Rames doing the voiceover. It sounded like we have the meats.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but we see Adam West, who hosted last year's pageant. Of course, the, the first Batman on screen. The first and only Batman, if you ask me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> how, how come Batman doesn't dance anymore? <laughs> I'm not putting on a rubber suit and dancing, kid. Uh, I love that he says, you know, we're, we're looking for people from places all over the country, just like, and it like just shows him sitting still, and it's, beautiful, Mount Rose, Minnesota. It's
1: totally like robot, <laughs> robotic voice from <laughs> the 80s. Yeah.
0: And if you win, then you get to go to the finals in lovely Lincoln, Alabama. Never heard of Lincoln, Alabama. Alabama. I don't know if Lincoln, Alabama is a real place. Hold on. Let me go to the Google machine. To the Google. Uh, But before the the tape can end, all of a sudden it starts playing Days of Our Lives. (laughs) Told you not to tape over that. (laughs) (laughs) We found out that uh, Frau Farbissena taped over the promo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lincoln, Alabama is an actual city. It's a, a town.
0: What's... What is the what is the population of Lincoln, Alabama?
1: 6,845 as of the 2020 census. That's in Talladega County.
0: That's that's barely more than Mount Rose, which has a population of 5,706.
1: Yeah, this is about an
0: hour outside of Birmingham, it looks like. So not that that's great. I just love that that's where the finals are. Not in, you know, a major city by any means.
1: No, the, the state sem- or the state finals were in a bigger city. Yeah, like, the state
0: finals were in Minneapolis. Yeah.
1: I mean, Atlanta's right there. Nashville's not too far away. I mean, do it at least in Mobile. Yeah, or Birmingham or shit. Yeah, Montgomery. No, not Montgomery. That's a
0: racist piece of shit city, but you know. We're <laughs> introduced to Gladys Lehman, played by Kirstie Alley, who is the chair of the pageant. The late, great ah, she, Kirstie Alley. Not so great. Not so late either. I was going to say, wait, is she dead? Yeah, she's dead to me. To, I had to stop and think about it. Uh, she she tells the girls, you know, make sure you get some coffee on bars. Yeah. I don't know why that was so funny to me, but they kept talking about coffee and bars. Make sure you get the coffee on bars. I, I was like, what kind of bars? Are they lemon bars or what?
1: Maple bars? It <laughs> has to be donuts, right? I thought lemon bars. That's where my mind. Was. Okay. I was thinking the, the Nanaimo bars, but that's like, you know, Canadian. Ooh, I love Nanaimo bars. Oh, I love me some Nanaimo bars. Shit. Now I want a Nanaimo bar. Fucking hey, me. can you go to the Canada
0: and get me some Nanaimo bars? I would just go to the deli in Pike Place Market. Oh, that makes things easier. Shout out to Deli. Why don't you see the Nanaimo bars down here? Huh. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so Gladys... Talks to us about how you know she's like, what would people say about pageants? Oh, I know what those. I don't remember what she <laughs> says, but so, something, something, hairy-legged libbers, yeah, would say, and they'd say that pageants well, are outdated. And I'd be like, oh, that's Kirstie Alley, not even acting.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much her straight on.
0: Um, I also love how they talk about you know, like uh, you know, we're we're just we have a wholesome. Little town full of values, and you won't find a back room at our video store. Save that for the Sin Cities like Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Because, you know, Minneapolis is full of sin. Yeah, they're they're the original Sin City before Vegas came along. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We find out that Mount Rose is home of Frida Hegstrom, the oldest living (laughs) Lutheran. (laughs) In Minnesota. Uh, But also, unfortunately, Frida Hegstrom died. But the Shriners won't take down the goddamn Frida sign, the lazy sons of bitches. Sons of bitches? I keep
1: telling those lazy sons of bitches take down the goddamn sign. And the
0: photo that they have on the sign, it makes her look like she died back in like the 1880s. Yeah, it looks like, like a photo you would find in a brooch, like an old lady's brooch. Yeah, it almost looks like a
1: death photo, like, you know, they would take back in the Victorian period. Yeah. It's like, huh, is she dead? Is she alive? I don't know. Frida called me.
0: Well, we know Frida's dead. Oh, that's right. We just, established <laughs> we just, that 30 we just seconds don't know ago. how long. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Gladys and Frau Farbissina and the other <laughs> one are driving along in their minivan and they almost hit the father, the, the local priest. <laughs> sidewalks, father. Sidewalks. sidewalks, sidewalks, or crosswalks. Crosswalks. And Frau Farbissina's like, glug, 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 glug. <laughs> it's, I ought to stop it. It's not his fault. The communal water just proves too tempting for some of them. <laughs> That's why we Lutherans use grape Kool-Aid as the blood of Christ. <laughs> oh, grape Kool-Aid. Uh, so they park at, where, where are they at this where? point? I think like a craft store. Is that? They're at a craft
1: store or at a mall. I think they're at the Mall of America. Because I think Mount Rose isn't too far away from Minneapolis.
0: Yeah. Well, they're looking for a parking spot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because she says you'd think the Mall of America would have the parking lot of America. Yeah. Uh, but she, she parks in a handicapped spot and she's like, I told you I'd move the car of a cripple game. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, not PC. No, not PC at all. Uh, Gladys reveals to us that the theme of this year's pageant is proud to be an American.
1: Oh, what was the name of, or was the theme of last year's pageant?
0: Well, last year was by american
1: Year before that? USA is A-OK.
0: And what's your favorite? They say, can can you remember your favorite? She says, can I? Amer? I can. can.
1: So they're very pro-America in Mount Rose during the pageant time? Yeah, just a little. Just a little. And anyway, no, I won't say it. (laughs) You'd have to cut it out
0: anyway. (laughs) Cut that, cut that, cut that. yeah, I think we can all guess who Mount Rose voted for in 2016 and 2020. Yeah. Uh, so some of our contestants. First up is Leslie Miller, played by Amy Adams in what I think is one of her first roles. I believe it is. I remember looking at it, and it's like one of her first two, if I'm not mistaken. And I love she's like explaining why she joined the pageant, and her boyfriend is like, "Come on, this behind her, just like yeah, like <laughs> whispering in her ear, and she's just like." Yeah, yeah. And then they just start dry humping right in front of the yeah, cameras. Like a,
1: yeah, there's like a, a like grade school class
0: that's like right behind them. And they're like, <laughs> hey, look. Uh, our next contestant is Amber Atkins, played by Kirsten Dunst. Uh, she says that she joined the pageant because her two idols competed in pageants, those being her mother and Diane Sawyer. Oh, Diane Sawyer. Uh, her skill or her talent is she tap dances. And we also find out that she get, has a job as a hair and makeup artist at the local, uh, mortuary. The, you know, it creeped me out back then. We watching
1: it today. It
0: still creeps me out. <laughs> yeah. The, the guy asked her, do you do any of the embalming? And she's like, Oh no, no, I just do hair and makeup. I'm like, that might be creepier.
1: Yeah. You have to sit there and look at their faces the entire time. It's like, I, I, I can't be in the same room as a dead body. I can't do it. Yeah. It, no. It's like, I love horror movies, but I don't like horror in real life.
0: Yeah, there was our the first Grave Plot Film Fest. There, The film that won for best film was took place in a mortuary, and it was so creepy. Remember that one. That was a good one. Our next contestant is Rebecca Ann... Um, Lehman, Lehman. who have, is Gladys's daughter. Gladys won when she was 15. So Rebecca is following in her footsteps. Uh, Rebecca is played by Denise Richards. Also one of our first roles, I believe. I and believe it was so. ABM's first role. It was her very first role. Very first role. Wow. Um, we find out that Becky Ann is a gun nut. She got a nine millimeter for her 13th birthday with a card that says, Jesus loves winners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know, Jesus only supports winners. That's right.
1: Oh, uh, that's every yeah.
0: athlete ever has told me that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Denise Richards' first role is a movie that we're going to be doing in the future Loaded Weapon One. Oh, yeah. And then she also did Star Troopers and Wild Things right before Drop Dead Gorgeous.
0: Wild Things was before this?
1: Yeah, apparently.
0: All right. Anyway, uh, up next is Lisa Swenson, played by the late Brittany Murphy. One love. <laughs> uh, they ask, you know, why, do you, why are you competing in it? And she says, I don't know. Why do the guys chew Copenhagen if you're 17 and you're not a fry? It's just what you do. Oh, she, what is a fry? I think it's, it's, it has to be like a burnout, like a
1: druggie or somebody like that.
0: Oh, I guess that makes sense.
1: Like the uh, girls we see in the bathroom here shortly.
0: Right. She also tells us about uh, her brother, Peter, who is a drag queen in New York.
1: she's so Uh, proud of him
0: yeah he he's mostly famous for doing um liza liza or who was it Uh, barbara barbara here he is, as barbara kiss and this is i mean this is stereotypical britney murphy like this is the same britney murphy that you saw in clueless yeah just like that bubbly super giggly shy
1: like yeah very very cute
0: yeah uh next up is tess winehouse who is I mean, no offense, but not played by anyone significant.
1: <laughs> uh, Shannon Nelson,
0: thank who you. Who doesn't
1: have a IMDb or not an name, but uh, there's no wiki attached to her, so
0: we can't like quickly get to her. There you go. That kind of proves my point. <laughs> yeah. I love that as she's talking, you just hear this dog in the background with this like big angry bark, and then she bends over and picks up this wiener dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she's like, "This is this is Penny," and she was saying that her last dog, her it was a German German Shepherd, shepherd, right? Yeah, um, Spike, yeah, had to be put down after he attacked her. And she's like, "What's not his fault? I had beef jerky in my pocket." Then she lifts up her shirt and she's like, "They remade my belly with skin from my butt." (laughs) So, small town. There was uh, once, uh, I think it was my
1: senior year, that there was a cougar scene on our high school campus. And there was literally a sign that said, do not carry raw meat in your pockets. Otherwise, it would attract the cougar. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. It's like and it like the entire day, it's like I went through and just asking, it's like, have you ever cut, like, you know, had raw meat in your pockets? And not a single person that I talked to that day had, had ever put raw meat in their pockets. So I'm wondering if our former principal at the time had carried raw meat in his pockets and was attacked by a cougar at some point in his life.
0: I rarely carry cooked meat in my pocket.
1: Yeah, I've ne- i don't think I've ever put meat in my pockets. I mean, unless it's beef jerky. E- I don't think. I've but ever that's in it- a bag. Yeah, still. that's in a bag, and that goes in your back pocket, not your front pocket. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's just a, just a you know a window into small
0: town life. <laughs> right, yeah. Next up is Molly Howard, who we find out was adopted by an Asian couple uh, who are trying very hard to be American very very hard uh, i'm surprised they're not like wearing red white and blue cowboy hats like they were close <laughs> yeah but they're like super cheesy and it's so funny like um who are oh, they were talking about because she's going to do line dancing for her talent and the dad's like country western and the mom's like clint black oh <laughs> and then the dad's like hey what he got that i not I got that <laughs> And then they laugh. I'm not gonna do an Asian accent. No, don't. <laughs> that just creates a whole new set of problems. Yeah. Then their other daughter, who is their like biological daughter, comes in and she's speaking to them in their native language.
1: Yeah, and she has a much bigger um, IMDb than the doctor <laughs> does. And she's also like a big Japanese pop singer, apparently, as well. So. Oh, hey. really? Yeah. It's
0: like yeah, I'm but...
1: familiar, and she's like an Armageddon. Um, Grave of the Fireflies, King of the Hill. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the dad's just like, speak
1: English. <laughs> He's so mad that she's speaking her native language because the family moved to the US, what, three years ago and immediately adopted an American?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anchor Baby? <laughs> um, I, I don't think that works with adoption, does it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is Michelle Johnson, who is an aspiring actress. For her talent, she's going to do a monologue of either Othello or Soylent Green. She chooses Soylent Green. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Uh, We then are introduced to former winner Connie Rudrud. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because this is, Michelle talks about, you know, a lot of ex-pageant winners have gone on to do acting. And so we see Connie Rudrud. I don't know if it's pronounced Rudrud, but that's what it looks like.
1: Yeah, it looks like Rudrud.
0: (laughs) And she's doing commercials. Yeah, very badly. Yeah, uh, for St. Paul pork products. But the best part is at the end, she says, I love St. Paul pork products so much. I work here now.
1: <laughs> and she's dressed up and covered in blood. like She's got like the
0: meatline overalls, and she's just doused in blood. Yeah, so not really acting.
1: <laughs> no. She's like, hey, you once had talent and a life beyond this place. Come do things. And she looks scared to death. The entire time she's on camera. (laughs) There's like somebody off camera holding a gun at her head
0: is what it looks like to me. (laughs) She's like, oh, God, if I mess up this line, they're going to shoot me. Um, Up next is Janelle Betts, who her talent is going to be interpretive dancing while signing. It's very interpretive. Yep. And finally is Tammy Curry, uh, who she is signing up for the pageant because there's scholarships that you can win. Yeah. Which... (laughs) Keep that in mind. (laughs) Big scholarship. Uh, We also find out that she is the new president of the Lutheran Sisterhood Gun Club. And she she says, in the words of Anthony Robbins, which Tony Robbins, who says Anthony Robbins? Yeah. Yeah, She went full on Anthony. (laughs) Yeah. She says, nobody can stop me, but me. And it's at that moment that the uh, thresher that she's driving uh, (laughs) explodes. (laughs) Good timing. (laughs) Uh, we're then introduced to the the smoking girls in the bathroom, who say that you know they're not girly enough to enter the pageant. But then they also say that hey, this this was no accident. Uh, you know, it's clearly somebody had it out for Tammy.
1: Yeah, and one of the girls looks you know nine months pregnant. She's smoking and has like a fifth in her hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that did happen in the town I grew up in. What? Not once. Multiple times. <laughs> Someone exploded on a thresher? No, no, I'm talking about the pregnant girl oh. drinking and smoking. <laughs> no, I knew somebody um, who got caught in a thresher, but never exploded in a thresher. Jesus.
0: Yeah, he didn't make it. Uh, we are then introduced to the reigning winner, Mary Johansson, who... What's this actress's name, Kevin? Oh, uh, Alexandria Holden. Uh, she's. I recognized her from Friends... She dated Ross. She was Bruce Willis's daughter. Yep. Um, that was, i say it was her big one. She was also in Sugar and
1: Spice, which was actually written by um, the writer of this, just under a different pseudonym for some reason.
0: Oh, so she did write other things. She just yeah. changed her name because apparently this did so bad. She was like, no, 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 that wasn't me.
1: Yeah. No, she changed her name to Mandy something. Um, she was also in The Hot Chick with uh, Rob Schneider. Um, let's see what else she did. She do not a whole lot, but she's still acting in television. So, you know, good for her. She did like NCIS and CIS
0: playing two different people in the same year on the same show. Huh? Well, she's now in the hospital uh, because she's anorexic.
1: Yeah. She ran 18 miles a day, eating 400 calories to prepare for her
0: run to the top of the pageant. Yep. Uh, Amber comes in and is, you know, she comes in every, I think every week. She says, "Yeah, to do her hair. Yeah. Big clumps of her hair are coming out as she's brushing them.
1: Yeah. It's like, get that girl a freaking
0: cheeseburger. Yeah. Then, uh, Becky comes in without a stitch of makeup and me without a stitch of makeup makeup on. Uh, but. Mary is like, who are you? And she's like, oh, that's just a game we play. Who are you? Who are you? (laughs) And then she tries to give Mary some chocolates. And Amber's just like, Becky, she's anorexic. (laughs) Becky says, Jesus, Amber, she's skinny, not deaf. (laughs) One of my favorite lines in the whole thing. (laughs) Uh, We then go to Amber's house, which is actually a trailer. Uh, Yeah, the good old trailer. (laughs) I lived in a trailer at some point. Did you? Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Nah, it happens.
0: wasn't in a trailer
1: park, though. It was by the river.
0: (laughs) I'm not sure if that's better or worse. Yeah.
1: I can't say. It was fun. Kind of. It was a double wide. Does that make it better or worse?
0: (laughs) So Amber wants to get out of Mount Rose and become a journalist like her idol, Diane Sawyer. Good Uh, for her. She says, guys get out of town. The
1: person with ambition in the town. What's that? She seems to be the only person in the entire
0: town with ambition. Yeah. Well, she says, guys get out of of town all the time, you know, on hockey scholarships or prison. And that's it. It's one (laughs) or the other. Um, Her mom walks in and she's like, Amber tells her, you know, oh, they're just, they're doing a documentary on the pageant. Her mom says, well, if they ask you to take your top off, get the money first. Sound advice. True. Yeah. Uh, we're then sent to Becky's home, which of course is just enormous. She's obviously very rich. McMansion. Uh, her dad owns a local furniture store, and oh he's just God. who who is this actor? I, I mean I've s I have you have seen this guy he's on in, so many things. He's in everything. Uh and he always plays always plays this Sam character. McMurray. Yes. Sam McMurray.
1: Sam McMurray. <laughs> Sam
0: McMurray. <laughs> Fucking McMurray's a piece of shit
1: yeah oh bonnie mcmurray yeah he's been in jesus christ his television career started in
0: 1979 and it's still going yeah yeah you've definitely seen this guy on something he's and he's got this voice like this you know he was sam weir's dad on freaks and geeks
1: yep i'm trying to find other things that i remember him from
0: god he's just been in everything it's hard to pick one thing He's just joking around with the film crew. And he's like, you know, telling him, oh, yeah, go ahead, pour yourself a drink. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he, he says something about who was is, who is the black fellow with the glass eye? And they were like, Sammy, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, the Jew. <laughs>
1: uh, problematic, problematic, problematic. Yeah, like. His whole character is <laughs> problematic for everything he does. It, it's not, well, there's one more problematic, real problematic character. But Um, we'll get to
0: him here shortly. I mean, speaking of problematic, there's a Lewis C.K. bit where he talks about how Jew is one of those words that's technically correct, but also just sounds kind of wrong. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, it just depends on how much stank you put on it. Exactly. Oh,
1: uh, Sam McMurray is in another movie we're going to be doing here in a little while. Class Act. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's any other. Nope. That's it
0: we go back to Gladys at the high school where they're doing all the prep and everything. And they're doing their interview right in the middle of wrestling practice. Gladys is checking out all the wrestlers packages.
1: Yeah. She's like, Oh, you've so, grown up. Say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> As She's like, yeah. And she's like checking out the packages and the whole package and not. Yeah. yeah. She, she's not trying to hide it whatsoever.
0: The flat teenage boy ass. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, we're then introduced to our judges. The first judge's name is John Doe. <laughs> but it's spelled like like bread doe. Dough. Yeah. Uh, he says, no, this is, this is my first time ever judging a pageant. It's really you know, my, my first time around young girls. I've never been around young girls. I don't get off on that kind of thing. That's why you're asking, right? <laughs> Someone say something? <laughs> and he's just like, he's obviously a pedophile. Yeah, he's a little sketchy. A little sketch. Uh next judge is Harold Vilmus who owns a local um hardware store. <laughs> this, this is problematic but I I I die every time during this scene. <laughs> so this guy you've seen this guy on every Adam Sandler movie or at least the early ones. Yep. Uh and behind him is his it's is it his son or his brother? His brother. Okay, his brother Hank played by Will Sasso who I no one else could have played this role like Will Sasso. <laughs> Um Hank clearly has a learning disability. That's nice. <laughs> he comes up behind Harold and he's like, Are we on cops? Are we on cops? Are we on cops? Harold, are we on cops? And Harold finally just loses it and starts like slapping him. He's like, Mom said not in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and Harold Harold tells him, Shut your fly trap. Hank says, I will I will if you shut your pie hole. <laughs> And then we see that Hank, or Hanky, as he's called, uh, is helping yeah. paint. Yeah. <laughs> he's covered in blue paint, too. Um, they get a, yeah, they get in a fight. My favorite
1: part's, like, where Harold's, like, takes a swing at him with a freaking snow
0: shovel. <laughs> Do you want some of this? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. And judge number three is Jean Kangas, who works at Lehman Furniture, and she's pretty inconsequential to the whole film
1: i don't think she has a single line in the whole movie
0: i don't think so i don't think she says a word um so then we see the girls practicing their dance routine uh john doe is out there next what to the his video? van like creeping behind his van his his vw bus he's yeah. like i'm i'm just watching the young girls I'm, i mean the contestants, the contestants. Why do I have a video camera for traffic accidents and such? Yeah, it's just a camera. I keep in the glove compartment. And he's like, you've got a camera. No one's accusing you of anything. anything.
1: <laughs> Obviously this guy has been accused many times and he's very <laughs> nervous about it. I'm guessing this is not the only small town he's lived in.
0: Yeah. I'm guessing he was more than accused.
1: Yeah. I think he probably spent some time. Um, the actor who played this is Matt Bloy. And he's uh, he's in role models later, and he's like the guy who like robbed the TV store. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like me. How could, like I can't remember his name from it, but, but like stealing all these televisions. And he's like, nope,
0: <laughs> you can't prove that's me. Can't prove that's me at all,
1: even though he's looking directly at the camera. Anyway,
0: uh, Tess racks or vag on a pommel horse badly. Yeah. to her icing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we see that Brett Clemens, the captain of the football team, uh, clearly has a thing for Amber and Becky clearly has a thing for him. Yeah. He, he asks her out for that Friday and she initially says yes, but then she's like, oh, wait, I, I can't have, I have to work. I, I'm always busy this time of year and they're both like hunting season. Hunting season.
1: <laughs> uh, so I don't we know anybody back- who- yeah hunting next in Aberdeen. I know I knew of a few hunting accidents, but never somebody who died that I know of.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah. We go back to Amber's trailer. This is where we're introduced to Loretta, uh, who lives two trailers down, played by the the fabulous Allison Janney. Love me some Allison Janney. Who doesn't?
1: She's great in everything. She's great in this. She's like, she pretty much steals the movie in this.
0: Yeah. She looks up and she says, are we on cops again? (laughs) Uh, she tells him, you know, if you've, if you've been to the Lehman place, you already have all the footage you need of the winner, the winner. even though Amber should win. She's the prettiest, the best tapper, the most smartest, most smartest, The most smartest. Uh, but she says that Becky is going to win because they're rich. And in this town, it's front page news. when one of them takes a shit. Yeah, which is true. Yeah, usually. Yeah, that's how it was in Aberdeen. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it's that night, but. Amber's at work and Brett is brought in and he was shot right between the eyes. Seen him like this,
1: but never right between the eyes or whatever she says. It's like the yeah. first one she's.
0: Yeah. Uh, they cut to Becky and they, they tell her that Brett was shot and she goes, Oh, was he? Hmm. Well, hunting's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, look at this 30
1: six. My mom bought me. Yeah. And she's like loading it, smiling the entire time.
0: Uh, and then there's, this great scene where Amber is making up this old woman and her boss comes in and says, you know, she needs more rouge and more makeup and all this. And she's like, I, well, I didn't want to make her look like a cheap whore. He says, well, that cheap whore is that family's loving mother.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Amber shows us that she received a photo of Tammy with a note saying you're next. Yeah. Uh, we see the the local police who just say that Tammy must have been smoking and driving. <laughs> these guys work real hard. You can tell these cops work real hard. Yeah. These are your stereotypical small town cops who are just, yeah, they're just like yeah. leaning against their car and they're just like, oh yeah, she must have been smoking and driving. Amber says <laughs> that, that couldn't be because everyone knows that Tammy only smoked after a drive.
1: Yeah. The vibrations helped her think.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then her boss comes in and says, hey, you you have to go. There's been an emergency. Uh, you're, there's been a fire. So Amber goes home, and her trailer is just cinders. And she's like, mom, mom, mom. The fireman stops her and is like, are you family? Loretta <laughs> says, no. No, she's just screaming, mom, 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 because she's got Tourette's. Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> Delivered and, the only way Annie, Alice and Janie can deliver it, too. Yeah. Uh, they're loading Amber's mom into the uh, the ambulance. I, I wrote down hospital, too. Why do I keep wanting to call an ambulance a hospital? It's a hospital on wheels. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Kinda. yeah. Um, and Amber says, don't worry, Mom. I'll be right behind you in the hearse. Yeah. <laughs> Loretta says, don't let that worry you.
1: <laughs> Such a good throwaway line.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we go to the hospital, and the doctor is unwrapping. Uh, Annette is Amber's mom. He's, he's wrapping her hand. And as he pulls off the bandages. Did you Barking? I, no, I didn't. I don't know who Alan Barkin is. Alan Barkin? She's in like a ton of stuff. Oh. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, played by Alan Barkin. Love Ellen Barkin. The doctor unwraps her hand and she's got a can of Miller High Life fused to her hand. <laughs> the banquet beer. <laughs> the champagne of beers. The champagne of beers. That's it. Uh, she tells Amber that she smuggled her tap shoes out in her panties before, before she ran out. <laughs> That's a good mom there. Um, but Amber decides she's going to quit the pageant. But before she tells her mom, she like storms out and that's and like, oh my God, she's pregnant.
1: Come back then, here so I can kill
0: you. <laughs> and Loretta says, why don't you see if there's any more beer left in that can and relax? And she does. Yeah, she does.
1: In, in an explosion like that, if something's fused to your hand, you think, you know, it's going to be completely evaporated. And if anything's left inside, it's not going to be good. No. i going to be a little ashy.
0: Yeah. Or just thick. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, Amber tells Loretta she wants to quit the pageant. And at this moment, this like super bubbly candy striper <laughs> walks in. And she's like, oh, she calls him like gloomy something and sad Sally, Yeah. And sad gloomy- Sally. You said, Sally, would you like a mint? (laughs) Loretta says, uh, why why don't you? No. What does she say? Where is it? Oh, I swear I wrote it down. Oh, Oh, do you you think a nice, cool mint would help if I shoved it up your, if I shoved your head up your ass? (laughs) Uh, So when we cut back to Annette, the candy striper is now in there. And Annette is just like throwing things at her. And she says, next one in here without a pack of luckies in her hand dies. She dies. You have a super nice day too. <laughs> um, Amber tells her she wants to quit the pageant. So Annette hits her with her beer can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and she her- cops back in here. <laughs> she tells her that Amber has to win the pageant because she has to get out of Mount Rose. Yep. Uh, we then find out that Amber's dad left the family for his career. Once a carney, always a carny. <laughs> uh, we go back to our trusty police force who say, oh, that fire? Yeah, bad wiring. <laughs> bad wiring my ass. No actual police work done whatsoever.
1: No. You know, these guys definitely have graduated to the Minneapolis police force. And now I'm no longer welcome in Minneapolis, I feel.
0: (laughs) Oh, well. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. You have to come visit us again. Um, So at this point, the girls are doing the judge's interview. Gladys is telling them, you know, a Miss Teen America, whatever the fuck pageant winner uh, doesn't cross her legs like a street walker. (laughs) Looks right at Leslie. Yeah. And she says, come on. Put your knees together. I could drive a boat show in there. (laughs) Uh, Uh, They they ask all the girls these questions like, you know, if you could be any kind of tree, what kind of tree would you be? All these just dumb questions. Yeah. And then Amber comes in and they say, please name and spell all the U.S. states in alphabetical order. What? really? Okay. And then she does it. Yeah. Alabama. A-L-A-B-A-M-A. She, she starts out and she's like, Alabama. A-L-A-B-A. And then it cuts to three and a half minutes later. And she's minutes like, later. West Virginia. W-E-S-T. And I love that yeah. Hank is in the back. <laughs> Hank is in the back just like Baba is head. Dang <laughs> He's like, yeah. Fucking yeah! <laughs> um. So then they, they're talking to Amy Adams or Leslie. And they say, you know, are you nervous? And she's like, yeah, <laughs> it's been about two months. It's two months. I haven't even told my boyfriend yet. And they're like, I meant, are you no. nervous about the pageant? pageant. Oh! <laughs> uh, Tess shows us her lucky bolt, which fell from a DC-10. And then she says, the doctors say that I'm lucky it hit me with the flat end, or it could have gone right in.
1: <laughs> and this is like a 12-inch bolt that's probably like two inches round, and it's
0: bent. Yeah. Somehow didn't it, kill her. Yeah, somehow didn't kill her. It bent around her head. Yeah. Uh, Janelle comes up to Amber and asks if she can switch numbers because her cousin just had a deaf baby and she gets to go meet it, which, you know, this Janelle is the one that signed. So yeah. that's a big deal for her. Uh, so she gets Amber's number and she goes out and she's doing her interpretive dance and a light falls and just beans her right in the head. Those things, that should have actually freaking killed her. I've, you know,
1: being in band helped, with like, the lights and lifting those things. Those things are like 75, 80 pounds. Yeah, they're not
0: light. No, that would kill somebody. Um, everyone kind of rushes to Janelle's aid, except for Becky, who just kind of walks away. She's like, eh, Becky has zero empathy. Yeah. Uh, Amber's at home, and Loretta walks in and says, here, your mom wanted you to have this. Hands her a cocktail. <laughs> Did she? Uh, And then she also shows her this new dress that she got her.
1: She's like Diane Sawyer's.
0: Yeah. And so it's the night of the pageant. Annette is rolled in in a wheelbarrow (laughs) (laughs) because she is so high on pain meds. Oh, very, very high. She like giggles throughout the entire pageant. Yeah, I love it. And um, Leslie's boyfriend is just like, yeah, Leslie, go muskies. And starts like jumping around
1: on his friends and,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, this little mosh pit. Yeah, and he like keeps doing these bullhorn things, which is really freaking weird. Well yeah, they're the muskies, which is a fish. Yeah, no. I don't know no. why he's doing the bullhorns. Anyway. Um the girls come out and they all have like American monuments on their heads. Yeah. Uh Becky is Mount Rushmore. She's got like her face in Mount Rushmore, so she it looks like she's one of the presidents.
1: Yeah. I love America because we could take an just, ugly mountain and carve and carve the faces of great Americans into it to make it beautiful. Hi, I'm Becky Lehman.
0: Uh, Lisa Brittany Murphy has the Statue of Liberty, which is just a Barbie doll wrapped in tin foil holding a candle. Yeah,
1: and she tries and to light it. She tries to light
0: the candle and it doesn't work, so she just giggles and walks away. That go like, oh, well. Um, <laughs> Being I have Leslie. Deborah, but this is supposed to be Leslie. Yeah. Uh, who's is there a Deborah? I don't think so. Why did I write Deborah? Um, she's yeah, she's the Washington Monument, and she like kind of rubs her hand up, and, and you just hear her boyfriend in the in the crowd she's like, "Whoa, yeah!" And cut to John
1: Doe, Judge Number One,
0: who's like sweating and like, "He's <laughs> like, oh god, she, yeah, he's trembling." Uh, Amber just has like the whole country. Yeah, red, white, <laughs> and blue states just alternating. Yeah. Um Molly has a, a mushroom cloud and she says like <laughs> nuclear energy makes me proud to be an Asian American. Yeah <laughs> Even though Molly is like white, like alabaster or white, red hair, yeah. freckles, like she looks like Wendy. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. She's whiter than White on right in a on
0: a paper plate in a snowstorm. <laughs> um Tess has the world's largest ball of twine. <laughs> and she's like, I misunderstood the assignment. assignment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's not the only time she says it.
0: They go back into the dressing room, and Amber's costume is gone. Uh, so she accuses Becky of stealing it. They get into a little scrap. Uh, Wiki calls it a cat fight. I wouldn't call that a cat fight. Nah, not really. There was some pushing and shoving. Uh, Mary comes out, lip syncing, don't cry out loud from her wheelchair. And <laughs> a brown permed wig. Or a black yeah. permed wig,
1: yeah. What was with that wig? It's like it was very Diana Ross, I felt.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that song was Diana Ross. No, I don't think so. Uh, backstage, they're all getting ready for the physical fitness m- number, which they're supposed to dance around with these step ladders, But they're all um, they're all still wet. What kind of retard would paint this right before the competition? <laughs> yeah, it's Hank. <laughs> <laughs> Who? At this point, we see him trying to get on stage to grab Gladys' gown. <laughs> My dress is okay. God, Will Sasso is so good in this movie. Uh, so they go out and they do this, this musical number to Congo by Gloria Estefan. And, and they're just dancing with the wet paint. So they end up with paint all over their butts and, and yeah. legs.
1: Yeah, when they're done, John Doe's just like basically gives them a standing ovation. Yeah.
0: And like the other judges are like, ugh. Oh. Okay, we'll clap. The choreographer Cloris uh, gives gives Amber a new costume, but Frau Farbissina tells her that it's since it wasn't okayed by Gladys before the competition, it's not allowed, and so she can't compete. Yeah, uh, she said, "I'm sorry. Those are, you know, uh, Miss Teen America rules." And uh, um, Amber says, "Well, this isn't Miss Teen America. This is Nazi Germany." Where do they get this? <laughs> uh, um, Lisa, I keep forgetting the character names. I might just start calling them by the actress names. Okay. <laughs> but Brittany Murphy uh, gives Amber her costume and she says, you know, mine, mine was already approved, so it should be fine. And Amber says, you know, what about you? And she's like, oh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to win anyways. You know, my parents only had me because Peter needed that kidney. <laughs> <laughs> so peter's favorite um becky dances with a stuffed jesus on a cross this still shock i'm not i'm not religious but i'm just like oh my god um yeah to the tune of too good to be true yeah that she sings
1: yeah. and like spoken word which makes it really creepy
0: yeah I mean, plus the fact that it's a stuffed Jesus. Yeah. On a cross. Uh, Amber comes out and does her routine. And the crowd loves it. crowd just goes crazy. Gives her a standing ovation. Gladys comes out and she's just like, okay, 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 <laughs> okay. Thanks, thanks for being here. I'm almost going to a Boston accent. <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the judges go back to commiserate. And um, they're like, you know, uh, John Doe says, I don't, I don't, I don't know who's going to win because I don't, I don't know who Harold picked and I, I don't know who she picked. So, you know, we'll, we'll we'll, talk about it and we'll figure it out. And Hank's like, I know, I know who the winner is. I know who the winner is. the winner is. He's playing with like a bucket of ties. <laughs> and John Doe like snaps and just like tackles him. Yeah. And he's like, why couldn't you leave him with a sitter? And Hank starts crying. <laughs> and Harold says... You- Go ahead. You know this babysitter died?
1: <laughs> and, that's and that's it? that's it? There's no explanation.
0: <laughs> I'm guessing it in a cop's accident. Uh, Amber tells us that Janelle uh, has never been happier because the blow to the head made her deaf.
1: And everyone's like, oh, that's nice.
0: Yeah. It's like, "Oh, She's so awesome. happy, I bet time to introduce the winners the second runner-up gets a $50 scholarship to the votech of her choice <laughs> so that doesn't even pay for a book yeah really uh, so Leslie is the second runner-up her boyfriend jumps up and like rips off his shirt and he's got Leslie should win or something written on his chest yeah uh, um, and he's yeah he's doing the bullhorns again screaming
1: and then like, he kisses one of his friends yeah like, full uh, mouth-to-mouth.
0: Yeah. The first runner-up who wins a $75 scholarship to the Votech of her choice Her choice uh, is Amber. And so, first place winning a $500 scholarship is Becky. <gasps> Shocking. Yeah, the crowd clearly does not agree. No.
1: Like, three people clap.
0: Yeah, and one of them is Becky's dad. Yeah. But then he, like, looks around and he's like, then he quickly stops clapping. He's like, oh. Okay. Yeah. This is not a popular choice. Um, Annette is going back to the hospital in an ambulance because she almost fell out of the pickup on the way there. <laughs> Lorette says, Thank God for bungee cords. <laughs> oh. Uh, and then there's this weird part where Leslie comes out with her boyfriend and she's like, I got second place. And he's like, No, you got third. Third. And it's he's like, So pissed. Yeah. It's like, dude, you were just like screaming and going crazy two seconds ago. There was something had to happen in between. Yeah. I don't know if there was a, there was a deleted scene or what, but yeah, he suddenly he's suddenly not impressed. Yeah. He's just like, Oh, whatever. Um, Brittany Murphy's dad is just like, you know, this, I can't believe that you quit. Peter never would have done that. And she's like, you know what, dad, Peter's gay.
1: Gay. Just screams at him. And his dad is
0: so shocked. Like, I know he's like, what? Really? How could this be? Uh, we go back and we talk to the smoking girls again. The <laughs> guy behind the camera says, "Are you are you going go to go to the parade?" And she's the girl you were talking about earlier. She goes, "No, I think I'm like do or due. something." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Takes a drag and then a long pull of like whiskey or whatever's in her bag. Yeah,
0: her paper bag. Uh, so the, the day of the parade, which according to Becky's dad is beautiful as a whore's ass, <laughs> <laughs> there's this giant swan. Uh, float that apparently Mr. Lehman had made. He says he had, had it special made down in Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> they, can, they, they Multiple times they say Mexico. And it's like, you, you can it's, say Mexico. It's okay.
1: No, they have to pronounce it like that because that's how everybody pronounced Mexico back in 1999.
0: Uh, and then he says, I do a lot of business down there. Always offer to pay them in tacos. They love that. It's a piece <laughs> of shit. Again, not problematic whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, Harold and Hank show up, and Hank gets his overall stuck in the truck door. (laughs) (laughs) He tries so hard to get out, and then he's tortured by children. (laughs) You're a mean kid! He's just leaning at, like, a 45-degree angle, and he's like, Help, Hank! Help, Hank! (laughs) And a little, like, disclaimer comes on the screen that says it is the policy of the documentary filmmakers not to interfere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that just killed me. And then he's like got another kid in like a headlock eating his cotton candy. Yeah.
0: Uh, Becky says that the float smells like gasoline, but Gladys just tells her, you know, get your ass up there. That's how everything smells in Mexico. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Amber says, yeah, this is, you know, exactly how I thought it would be. Choking on swan gas. Yes. <laughs> but Gladys lights a sparkler that's on the float and the float explodes. Explodes. Yeah. Just goes up in flames. And then just the most Minnesota thing ever is you hear Gladys going, Oh God. Oh crap. Oh God. Oh crap. Oh Oh no. Oh no. And she says, the swan ate my baby. And then she starts yelling at Amber. She says, you piece of shit trailer trash. That should have been you. And she confesses that she killed Tammy. And so the cops came up and they handcuff her. We cut, or pan over and there's another camera crew and it's cops.
1: It's cops. Dalton <laughs> cops like the seventh time.
0: <laughs> uh, Was Nikki
1: ever on cops? Yes. What? Was it really? Yes.
0: Oh, we were never on cops. <laughs> Not that I know of at least. Um yeah, I don't think anybody I know but definitely were. <laughs> oh, well good for your town. Um at Becky's funeral, the uh priest is like me. maybe this was your way of telling us to buy American.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Uh, so Amber is named the default winner of the pageant. She gets a letter saying that they get to stay at the airport, Howard Johnson. And they get so excited. Her and Loretta are so excited. Right next to the airport. I go out of my way to stay as far away from the airport as possible. Yes. Um, so Amber shows up to the finals or the state finals. She says, I'm the winner of the Mount Rose pageant. And the woman says, funny, you don't look dead.
1: Oh, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow. You know, that's a joke I'd make in high school. You wouldn't expect that from an older
0: woman. But, you know, these women were like pounding margaritas. Yeah. I love there's a line too. She says, you know, I, I could look at it this way. This glass is half empty which in pageant terms means where's my fucking waiter? <laughs> the one F word in the whole movie. <laughs> uh, so there's this big seafood buffet. And as the girls are all doing their, uh, you know, practicing their dance moves and their choreography and stuff, uh, Miss Minneapolis, who is from saving Silverman, which is another movie we'll do at some point. Oh, that I was like, where is she from? She looks so familiar. Yeah. She, she Ralph's all over the, the stage everywhere yeah and the the host ladies are just like you know oh, you better tighten up your stomach you'll you'll never last if you can't if those nerves get you but then everybody just starts vomiting and i mean not just the the pageant winners but like the camera crews and everybody just vomiting off balconies onto other people yeah that was a pretty gross scene it's a total bar for rama that's putting it mildly um and yeah, the, the host ladies are like, call an ambulance. And the other one's like, call a priest. Priest. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're interviewing one of the documentary guys. And he's like, fucking beauty queens blowing chunks everywhere. Never seen anything like it. And I live in LA. <laughs> uh, so Amber didn't eat the seafood because her mom told her never eat anything that carries its home on its back.
1: You don't know. What was it? You don't know if they've cleaned up lately or something like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so she wins by default. Um, we see Annette in the hospital. She's got her hand amputated. And Amber's Poor like, man. hi, mom, you know, on, on the t- on TV. She's like, hi, mom. And Loretta's like, hey, Annette, I got some. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, I don't think we mentioned that Allison Janney basically, or Loretta, played by Allison Janney,
0: hits on every dude that walks the entire movie. Yeah, like the, the courier that delivers the letter about the airport Hojo. She like smacks him on the ass. And then she like bartender she goes up to a guy at the bar. Kisses. Yeah. She goes up to a guy at the bar and she's like, you know, Hey, you're cute. Oh, I see you're married. And then she, yeah, she tells the bartender, catch this in your mouth and you get a prize. And she, I don't know what she throws at him and olive or something. And he catches it in his mouth. Yeah, so she, yeah she, she just gives him a kiss. And then I love when everyone's vomiting, they come out of the hotel room and she's like, Oh, you think they heard us? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yeah. I forgot about that part. <laughs> Uh, So we find out that Gladys is making friends in prison. She's making friends with people on the outside. So Amber better watch her ass at Nationals. Yep. Uh, Annette is out of the hospital. She's got the Roy Munson hook, which, (laughs) yes, we will be doing Kingpin at some point. This episode has basically become a commercial for every movie we're going to be doing in the future. (laughs) Really? And she's like trying to open this beer with her hook. And the Red is like, why don't you just use the other hand? She's like, they have to, they said I have to practice finally she just stabs the side of the can and she's like i did it she was so happy yeah Uh, the girls show up to the sarah rose headquarters and find out that the entire company was seized for tax evasion yeah (laughs) thusly the pageant was canceled and so the girls just like go crazy they start rioting they tear down the this big sign out front uh and amber just gets back on the bus that's it. That's the nationals. There's no pageant whatsoever. After all that, there's just no pageant. Just done. And it kind of fits into like Ember's disappointment, like throughout the whole film. Yeah. Uh, so now we get our animal house wrap up. Leslie went to Chaska school of beauty, uh, which she worked through as an exotic dancer. That's, she was that last tracks. seen in the Philippines. If you, if you have any information, please, please call. <laughs> yeah, call this number. Poor Leslie getting uh, human trafficked. We find out that Harold died of Lyme disease. <laughs> from a deer tick? From a deer tick. And Hank inherited the
1: store. And he's like mowing the parking lot in like tinfoil.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just wrapped head to toe in tinfoil. <laughs> uh, we find out that Gladys entered a prison beauty pageant and came in second. Always a bridesmaid. Never a bride. Uh, She then escapes prison and gets in a shootout with police. And she shoots a reporter. And Amber just happens to be there. Grabs the microphone. Snaps right into action. And apparently the studio loved her poise and composure. So she gets a job as an anchor at WAZB. And that's the movie.
1: Yeah, she stole the the job of the lady who got shot. (laughs)
0: I mean, basically, yeah. Yeah. I think it said it. It's like she's basically stole the job. But I mean, she, you know, she wanted to be a journalist, so she... Yeah. She got it. To quote the late Scott Hall, hard work pays off, dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Okay, that last part doesn't apply, but...
1: Yeah, I was going to say, how does that work? (laughs)
0: Uh, So yeah, this, this was your pick. So why do you love this movie?
1: Ah, it, I don't know. Like when I watched it, like, you know, growing up in a small town, um, it just kind of reminded me so much of the small town, um, still reminds me of that same small town. Um, even though I (laughs) avoid it like the plague. Um, (laughs) yeah. Um, but I thought it was funny. I like the dark humor. Uh, the the cast is pretty phenomenal like you know from top to bottom yeah i mean this is like Kirsten dunce's first role or one of her first roles amy adams her first role denise uh denise richards she's great in this um alison Janney steals the show in every scene she's in kind of same with will sasso i thought it would make will sasso a bigger star than he was um just cuz he was like so funny um and he was also killing it on um mad tv at the time as well mm-hmm. but yeah um yeah I thought it was funny when I was 18. I still think it's funny.
0: Yeah. I mean, like you said, if you're from a small town, you can relate to a lot of this. And I think if you're not from a small town, you can kind of laugh at all of this. Yeah. I just feel like, look at how dumb the yokels are. And like, it's not a stereotype. It's pretty spot (laughs) on. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I've never spent a lot of time in the Midwest, but I, I've, Feel like small town America, is small town America, pretty much anywhere you go. Agreed. Uh, yeah, this this is real funny, and it's you know this is when Kirstie Alley was kind of at the the height of her popularity.
1: She was in a lot of stuff during this
0: time. Coming off Cheers, yeah, she was like
1: had like everybody loved Kirstie Alley right after she after Cheers ended, and she well she did that one bad movie with Steve Guttenberg, which we will not do, but um, well maybe you'll habit but yeah she was in everything from like 90 to 99 and then it pretty much dries up after that
0: yeah um no i i'm with you i think this is a real funny movie and we have mentioned many times that our big thing is quotability and this is definitely definitely a quotable movie Um, especially like most smartest is a line that i think people use even though they don't know they use it
1: yeah exactly or (laughs) you know i use once a carney always a carney a
0: oh well, yeah i mean you you can't watch professional wrestling and not say once a carney always a carney
1: yeah exactly And even like you know if it doesn't fit it's like oh that guy's kind of shit kind of a shyster or whatever once a carney always a carney
0: right um i have like, to to take your top off get the money first <laughs> i feel like every time i see a camera crew now i'm going to be like are we on cops are we on cops
1: are we on cops Charles?" <laughs>
0: um yeah this this is a funny movie. It's it is it's a dark comedy. So if you don't like dark comedy, then you know, maybe pass on this one. And it is not PC. Uh there's a lot of words that are not appropriate in today's climate. Uh, but again, no. it's it's a small town, and people in small towns still use that kind of language to this day.
1: Yeah, that you know, that doesn't change.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, you kind of just gotta grit your teeth and bear it. And it's not I don't know. I don't want to say the humor is not, it's not like, oh, ha ha. They said retard, you know, like it's the context is that that's how those people talk. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's like, you know, they're right. Their, their tone is right on cue.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Brittany Murphy was, gross great. Yeah.
1: Adam West as himself was great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Well, Thomas Lennon was in this. I'm sorry. What? I don't remember him at
0: all as who
1: it just says the documentarian
0: like behind the camera (laughs) maybe just the voice maybe
1: possibly yeah oh yeah it just says voice it was his third ever movie that's
0: crazy yeah love me some thomas lennon oh yeah he's hilarious love that guy uh yeah so this is on hbo max so if you have hbo max definitely go check it out whether you've seen it or not go, go watch it again yeah, it's worth it. Uh, and yeah, so that's going to wrap up things for this episode of Cult of Splat. I want to thank you for listening. Hopefully you are enjoying our show. If you are, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. If they let you do any kind of rating, make sure you give us five stars. Uh, if you want, if you feel like leaving a review, you can say anything you want, like literally anything. I don't care. Yeah. All that I really care about is those precious stars.
1: Yeah. Call us lazy sons of bitches. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Cult of Splat. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well. Uh, you, can, you can follow me at the Taylor Bartle on Twitter and Instagram. Kevin, where do they follow you?
1: Uh, Kevin Neskoda on Twitter and Neskoda, D-U-H, on Instagram. Just search Kevin Neskoda. I'm the only
0: one in the entire world, so I'm pretty easy to find. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Cult of Splat. See ya. Bye.